0: Support for WRFA is brought to you by Quadrant Biosciences, now providing no-cost COVID testing in Chautauqua County. Quadrant Biosciences has partnered with Chautauqua County to provide free COVID testing. For more information on how to schedule an appointment, visit quadrantbiosciences.com slash COVID testing. Support for WRFA is also brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. And again, you're listening to WRFA, and local photographer Kathy Panabianco has published a new book entitled Holding Time, which offers a unique approach to preserving and sharing family memories. To learn more about this project, we have Kathy joining us via telephone uh, to give us the details and also provide uh, other information she wants to pass along. So with that being said, Kathy, thanks for taking time out and talking with us today.
1: Thank you, Jason. I appreciate you having
0: some interest in the book. Sure, and I think it is a very interesting project, unique project, and I saw a lot of discussion about it and information online as you've been working through this process. So we thought we'd get a hold of you and just learn more about it, and maybe that's a good place to start. Can you, can you describe what Holding Time is about and why you felt it necessary to put the book together and publish it?
1: So, Holding Time, I like to say, is a love story about family. And it is photographs from my family, but I do think it's more of a universal story about family. I came up with the idea, these are my dad's slides. He took them in the early, mid-1950s to early 1960s. He was probably 15 years old to maybe, I would say 30, right after my brother was born. And every Christmas, he would drag these box of slides out, and um, we get our pajamas on and popcorn. And any relatives that are around would we get the you know old screens out, and he would he and all the relatives would tell stories about our family from these slides. And um, it became like a really important tradition in my family. Uh, we moved around a lot uh, for my dad's job, and every year we did this at Christmas. And it made every place we were like a home. So they're they're really special to our family, these slides. So that's sort of how the slides came about. About five years ago, I was um, doing an Instagram project at 365, um, taking a photo every day. And I was with a group on Instagram that did it to like a word or a phrase. And the word of the day was, from where you stand. From where I stand, sorry. And... Um, I didn't really want to take a picture of my seat, which a lot of people do, um, and my mom had the slides out of the house organizing them, and I picked out the one of my mom. She's in a boat up in Canada, um, because we're from Canada, and she used to go up there every year, And but she was about 15 or 16, and I thought, I wonder if I could do something with Chautauqua Lake with this. So I took it down. It was in the summer, and um, I started moving it around uh, up in the air by the lake, and quickly realized that the backgrounds matched up perfectly between the slide and Chautauqua Lake's background. It was like literally like my past and my present was melded together in that moment. And, you know, I just thought, I wonder if I can do this, if I wonder if I can do this with more than one of them. And I started playing around with all his slides and trying to find backgrounds that really meant something to me around here locally or in Canada. Some of them are up at the lake we go to in Canada. And um, I kind of realized after a while that it might be kind of a cool book, and that's, that's how it took me five years to do all the slides. And um, I just got a good response from them when I showed them, and I thought this might be just a cool book, and that's how, how it kind of came about.
0: Right on, sort of taking the uh, past and framing it into the present. Um,
1: yeah, th- yeah. Almost melded together into one. It, it's really amazing how, how it worked out.
0: Right. You, you mentioned it took five years. I would imagine there was a lot of images and slides that you had to choose from. And, and how did you eventually narrow it down then? Uh, was it just a matter of trying to find an image that would fit appropriately with uh, a present-day um, situation or site and, and fitting the slide in, into that? Or was there you know, other criteria you considered when choosing the slides that would eventually appear in the book? So, um, yeah, some of
1: the slides just didn't work. I mean, honestly, you know, I took a bunch of them and I couldn't find a good background or um, they just didn't work. My dad was learning photography at the time. So some of them were like either super underexposed, too dark or too light. Um, And so a lot of it depended on uh, could light hit through it easily. You know what I mean? It's almost like when you're projecting them, but you're outside. So I I needed sunny days a lot of times. and it did matter about the background. I mean, I wanted the background to mean something to me personally. Um, and, and it is all from around here, but I tried to be really careful about what I picked as the background. It, it needed to mean something. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, the final images um, you're looking for ones that really mean something personally to you, but also go together as a whole story, you know, so you don't want all um, water shots. You know what I mean? So you might want one that there's one that my dad and I out in the snow. There's one in the fall. So you're trying to have a little bit of a variety to what you're putting in the book um, as opposed to just showing them all.
0: All right. Uh, again, we're talking with Kathy a local photographer, who is putting out a book entitled Holding Time. Uh, we're talking about the process of putting that book together as well as uh, where people can learn more about the book. We'll get to that in a moment, Kathy. But, uh, you know, I understand that there's a story that accompanies the image, images featured in the book written by Irene Allison. Uh, how did you come to recruit and partner with Irene on this project? And you know what? What are the words, or how did you determine what words best match up with the images that you've selected?
1: So, Irene, uh, this is actually an interesting story. Irene Allison is a writer out of Rome, Italy. And um, when when the series came out, it got quite a bit of press because it won a couple of awards and uh, La Repubblica, which is their like magazine in Italy, I'm sorry, the newspaper in Italy, she was a feature writer for them. And she um, wrote a feature in Italian about the series. And I, she translated it for me, and I loved the way she wrote. And I always, I always knew, once I decided I wanted to do a book, that I wanted to see text with these images. I wanted it to feel sort of like a journal of somebody's life, looking back on it a little bit. And I knew that that wasn't something that necessarily I was going to be able to do very well. And when I saw what Irene wrote about my uh, my images in La Republica, um, I knew she was the right person. So I approached her and asked her, and um, we zoomed, her from Rome and here from me from Jamestown, and talked about our families. And what I didn't want was it to be about my family. I wanted it to be more about a universal family. So we, she talked about her childhood, and I talked about mine and our relatives and our grandparents and. What's interesting about it is that you know we're that far apart, but we had so many of the same experiences. And I think that that whole idea—I think part of the reason the projects kind of hit people in the right spot is that we all have this universal feeling about family. That you know we all have sort of similar—doesn't matter what kind of family you came from—there's um, sort of these similar feelings and emotions. And she was able to capture that. You know, um, it's it's almost like little fragments of. Memory, I I call it like lyrical nonfiction is the best way I can describe it, Um, but she did a beautiful job, and um, she wrote it in Italian, and we had to have it translated into English.
0: Awesome. So it truly does have an international flair beyond just, you know, you being a native of Canada, obviously, you've got some, uh, some, some Italian in there as well, so awesome. Exactly. Uh, getting the book published, let's talk about that. It requires a lot of work to get anything published these days. How did you come to partner with uh, Yaffe, I think I said that right, Yaffe Press? And what was the process for raising enough funds to get the book published?
1: So, yes, yeah, Yaffe Press is the publisher, She and Jennifer Yaffe, she's out of Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I was I, how I got going on it is I kind of knew I wanted to do a book. I knew nothing about it except for, like, a few things from people that, learned in workshops and things but um i i found out that um i sorry i won an award and one of the people that were were during the award was a book publisher and so i i actually contacted that publisher first out of germany and they were interested but jennifer Yaffe and Yaffe press i'd heard a lot about They, they she only does um photography books and she um, just a real advocate for photographers and trying to make sure that they get the book published they want in the vision they want. And I kind of knew I wanted to work with her, so she followed me on Instagram um, and had commented on my work. So I just emailed her out of the blue and said, "I don't know if you'd be interested." And she was. So I, I you know, I think a lot of times people just don't try. <laughs> um, and I think that if you really are interested, you know, you just have to put yourself out there a little bit. Um in terms of the financing of it, yes, fine art photography books are kind of like your own niche. And most unless you're really famous or you've had a bunch of photography books that do really well, you do have to contribute something to the process, usually the printing part of it. And um I knew that going in, so I was really uh careful about trying to raise as much of that money as I could beforehand because I wasn't didn't really want to ask people for money necessarily. Um, I won some grants, I won some fairly large awards with this, which really helped me to get the book published. Um, the Kickstarter is just a way that Yaffe does pre-sales, um, it's, it's, it's a good way to do it, because you can have sort of these rewards that allow you to, a lot of times when people are doing photography books, it's for collectors, you only do like a certain amount, so in my case it's 500 a limited edition, and... Um, Collectors want, like, a book in a print or something like that, so Kickstarter allows you to offer these rewards, and um, many photographers use Kickstarter to raise all the money to publish your book. Um, I didn't do that. Mine was a little bit different than that. Um, I do have some expenses, so that's why some of the proceeds are going to still go to me, but I felt really strongly about um, I'm lucky. I have a great job, and I have a good life. I just want to make sure I get back to my community and uh, to the two organizations that I feel strongly about. So that's why I went with Kickstarters to see if I could raise a little bit more money that way, too, and for
0: you, them. And, and you mentioned that you brought up the two organizations. I understand a portion of the proceeds from the book are going to benefit two local organizations. Who are they, and, and why did you choose them specifically?
1: So, um, yes, yeah. uh, up until the 10000 I said 50% of my proceeds will go to between the Chautauqua County Humane Society and the Infinity Visual and Performing Arts. I did so well so quick on this Kickstarter that anything after 10000 anything I sell now, all my proceeds are going to go to those two organizations. Um, the reason I chose them is they're both close to my heart. I mean, Chicago County Humane Society, I'm a huge animal lover. I was on their board for six and a half years. I still volunteer there. I take photographs of their dogs to Put on the website because they found that if you have really nice photographs of the animals, they get adopted quicker.
0: Oh, so, so we can I thank you know. for all the wonderful uh, humane society photos that we see because they really are great photos. I mean, obviously, anytime uh, you see a picture of a, a dog or a cat, you like them anyway. But yeah, those, those photos they do a really good job. So nice to know oh, the good. secret well, secret to the sauce there.
1: Happy to hear that that they do some good. Um, it's fun to take them anyways, but I'm glad they do some good. So. Obviously, the Humane Society, I'm a big supporter of them. And Infinity, I just, I mean, I'm a supporter of Infinity. Um, I'm going to be teaching a, class, a photography class there in March, starting in March. But um, I just think what they do there for the kids and adults to give access to, the, to visual and performing arts is so important. I mean, obviously, I'm a photographer. I think it's so important to have that. Um, available for people in an, in a, in a way, and even people that can't afford to. And I just want to make sure that they that they just do such an amazing job. I think Infinity, um, not just here, but in the whole area. I, I just think it's a great organization to get back to. It, it fits perfectly with what I'm doing.
0: Right on. My, my final question is just, you know, how do people go about getting a copy of the book? They hear this interview or they, they've seen um, information about it online and they want to get a copy. What can they do to, to uh, do so? Well,
1: there's a couple of ways. They can go to the Kickstarter if they want. The link is awfully long to stay on the radio. But if they go to Kickstarter and just put holding time in, um, it'll pop up. Um, the other way they could do is just go to my website at com. And on the front page, there's a link to it, too. So those are probably the two easiest ways to get to it.
0: Super. It's a great project, and I'm glad you shared some details. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we let you go?
1: No, I don't think so. But I just want to thank the community because, really, it's, I mean, people talk about Jamestown, and sometimes it's a negative, but this is such a wonderful community that we live in. And it's stuff like this. When you have something come up, you really, really realize, how much people support each other in this community. And I cannot thank people enough, the people who have supported me with this book and gone out and bought one. It means the world to me, and um, I love this area, and I'm proud to be from here, and I just i just want to thank everybody for the support.
0: Wonderful. Well, great project, and congratulations on, on getting it done. It sounds like it's not only a passion project, but something that involved a, a lot of time and effort. But... Uh, It's paying off, so uh, great job, Kathy, and and thank you for sharing sharing some details with us here on WRFA. Thank
1: you so much, Jason, too. I really appreciate it.
0: Good morning, Jamestown. You're listening to Small Things Considered on WRFA. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022. Jason Sample here in the studio with you, and some good news to start the day. The weather forecast, a a pretty uh, calm and and quiet week, at least for the first few days here. Uh, But no major warnings or storms expected for this week, at least as of this morning. The forecast today, it's going to be mostly sunny and we're going to see a high reach the upper 30s. That will help to melt some of the snow that collected late last week. Tonight, a chance of snow showers mainly after 7 p.m., mostly cloudy, and a low dipping down into the upper teens. There's a chance of precipitation for tonight of about 40%, but no new snow accumulation is expected. For Tuesday, a slight chance of snow after 2 p.m., mostly cloudy, a high only reaching the mid-20s. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, a low dipping down into the mid-teens. And then on Wednesday, we have a chance of snow showers after 10 a.m. mixing with rain. In the early afternoon, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high reaching the upper 30s and a low dropping down to the upper 20s. Chance of precipitation is at about 40% for Wednesday. Right now, the current temperature in Jamestown is 19 degrees. And again, uh, that should climb to about another 20 degrees by the time we get done with the day. And sunny weather in store as well. We had a really nice weekend, uh, cold on Saturday It's been cold just about every Saturday since the start of the new year, and that didn't change on Saturday. But uh, Sunday started out cold, but it turned out to be a beautiful day, a gorgeous day. Saturday as well, plenty of sunshine if you can um, survive the cold temperatures. It was nice to get out and enjoy some of the sunny weather after some uh, wicked weather was delivered to us on Thursday into Friday. Well, the, uh, the cleanup continues, obviously, with the snow. But for the most part, snow seems to be cleared from all streets here in the Jamestown area. Uh, obviously piled up along the terraces and some areas of sidewalks. But the streets are clear, and that's always a good thing. Sad news, tragic news, of course, on Friday afternoon with that house fire on Kidder Street in Jamestown. Uh, Just to the south of Brooklyn Square, Uh, Julia has details about that resulting in uh, one person dying uh, due to the fire on Friday. A heroic effort by the Jamestown Fire Department, as detailed in the Jamestown Post-Journal. More specific details about uh, what happened uh, during the rescue of the two individuals, one three years old and the other 19. Sadly, the 19-year-old died Uh, The three-year-old is in stable but still critical condition, at least as of uh, the report filed by the Post-Journal this morning. Other news, Julia will give you a preview of the Jamestown City Council tonight. They are holding a work session. The members of the City Council put out a letter Friday afternoon responding to criticism from the firefighters union about the city council voting down their proposed contract. Uh, they gave their side of the story on why they voted that down. At least the, uh, the members who voted down the contract, it wasn't unanimous. Uh, both city council president, Tony Doltz, a Republican as well as Regina Brackman, city council woman voted in favor of the contract, but six others voted against it. And they sent a letter to the media explaining the reasons why. We'll talk with Julia about that next hour just after 8.30. Um, Let's see here. Of course, uh, last week on Friday uh, during Arts on Fire, I did an interview with local photographer Kathy Penopianco. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with Kathy and the work she does. She, of course, is the communications director for Jamestown Public Schools. And has been for many a year and always very helpful in communicating what's happening with the school district. But she also has another passion, and that's photography. And that brings us to the uh, interview I did with her on Friday. And I think what I'll play for you as an encore, so to speak, this morning here on Small Things Considered for the remainder of this hour is we will uh, share with you that interview with Kathy, talking about a new book that she had published focusing on a special photography project that she's been working on for several years now, so without further ado, for the remainder of this segment, there's uh, plenty of world news, there's plenty of national news, and of course, uh, state and local news to talk about. But we'll put that on hold for this morning and instead share with you a conversation with Kathy Penapeyenko for the remainder of this segment here on Small Things Considered. Once again, Kathy Penapeyenko talking with us here on Small Things Considered this morning. That'll do it for this segment. I remind you that Julia and the news is coming up. In just a minute or so, and then we will have more small things to consider next hour. Plenty of interesting features to educate you as you start your morning. And then we'll also be uh, checking in with Julia C. Hanley, WRFA Public Affairs Director, uh, talking about local news and previewing tonight's City Council meeting. All that and more coming up next hour right here on your community radio station, listener-supported WRFA LP 107.9 FM in Jamestown.